Hello, welcome, welcome back to the Bleeding Orange Podcast. Uh, proud members of the Northern Starting Eleven Network. I'm your host Ryan Williams. Today on this episode, I'm joined by Felix and Aria uh, over from Forge's Board. Uh, how are you guys today? We're doing well, Ryan. Thanks for having us. Excellent. No problem. Um, we talked about this over in your segment, but yeah, this collab is uh, long overdue. Absolutely, yeah. We've, I think, just. Right from the beginning of the season, we've been talking about it, and um, yeah, glad to finally be on. Yeah, glad to have you guys uh, finally here. Um, so if if you guys could just a uh, li- little intro about uh, about yourselves, who you guys are for uh, for my listeners. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm Felix. I am one of the co-hosts of the Forges Board. Um, I grew up playing, coaching, refing soccer. So I've done, um, you know, I've, I've, at least I've tried to do all that I've uh, can this far. Um, I so I became a Forge fan really through Aria. Um, so Aria, I don't know if you, if you want to go on about yours. <laughs> well, I mean, I went to school at McMaster University, so I did live in Hamilton for five years. Um, played a lot of soccer there. Uh, pickup community is really good there, and. Uh, you know, when Forge announced that it was gonna, or Hamilton announced it's gonna have a team in the Canadian Premier League, uh, we felt it was, uh, you know, a natural connection for me. Um, and I guess Felix, I mean, your sister goes to McMaster too, you know, so (laughs) there's also that. Um, and you know, obviously, Tim Hortons Field is a great facility to be able to watch home games at. Um, so yeah, we, when the league kicked off, we decided to. Uh, you know, follow follow Forge's journey in, in throughout the inaugural season and uh, take it from there. And it's already grown uh, into a, you know way more than we would have expected in the first couple months. We've met a great community in uh, Northern Starting Eleven, um, a lot of great podcasters and content creators, and uh, you know it's it's good to see that this league is getting uh, getting attention and people are excited about it just as we are. Awesome, yeah. Um... And uh, this this episode is going to be uh, really focused on uh, Forge's first ever uh, Concacaf League match against Antigua, which uh, happened uh, on uh, Thursday, August first. Um, the result was two one, and it was a really really an enticing game to watch. It was it was it. I wasn't. Um, Bored at all throughout the whole ninety minutes. Um, but the first first little discussion topic I have is after the first uh, leg performance, does Forge have what it takes to make it past Antigua in the second leg and go further in the competition? Yeah. So obviously, as Forge supporters, we we would hope that. Um, you know, we, we want them to be able to succeed and uh, be able to win that in that second leg. Um, but I guess the reality is that because Forge is, well, the Canadian Premier League is so new, a lot of these players haven't had um, experience um, playing in, um, you know, playing in a stage or in, in, in a match of that sort of magnitude in an international, um, international setting. Um, with that said, you know, as long as they're able to, 
um, you know, through through the intangibles, through the leadership of um, the key players like Kyle Becker, um, be able to, you know, c- continue playing the way that they played in the first leg and um, just carry their play from the Canadian Premier League throughout to this uh, to the second leg, I think definitely they can stand a chance, especially watching um, how they were able to, you know, ultimately be, uh, be victorious against Antigua in the first match. Um, but, they, you know, they, it, they did not look outmatched at all um, facing a team that they've never played before. Um, and let's be honest, like 2-1, 2-1's not a bad result. Like, they got the victory... Sure, the away goal hurts a little bit, but but Forge is an attacking team. There's no reason why they can't go to Antigua and score uh, a goal themselves. In fact, they're probably going to look to score that goal. So, no, I think there's they they gave themselves every chance uh, with that first leg result, and yeah, it's going to be a new experience. But um, they have every chance. They have every chance going into this one. Yeah, um, totally. Um, back to what you were saying, though. Forge is a very attacking team. And, um, again, we talked about this over in your segment, but um, with Welshman gone, uh, Bobby, you know, took in the replacement. Not not necessarily a replacement, but signed in another center back, but not necessarily to um, take away from our attacking uh, prowess. We, we our, our whole game is focused on our attack. And, you know, if... If we go into the second leg, you know, with with that mindset, with that um, same attacking mindset that we've always had, and we get that early goal, if we get that early goal, it really, really sets the tone for the rest of the match and really puts Antigua up against the wall. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think that Bobby is going to have to rely on Anthony Novak a lot, and I don't think that he's. You know that's definitely something that he's thought through in this situation, um, knowing that there was a chance uh, Welshman would be leaving the team. Um, you could see it before Novak went down with the injury. Um, Bobby was starting to play Novak quite a bit. I think I, I can't remember exactly which match it was. He started Novak over Welshman. Uh, might just have been um, a rest day for Welshman, but um, he's definitely confident in Novak and. You know, confident enough to not seek out a, a Welshman replacement right away, and and we're big fans of Novak to be honest. Like when and when he first made his breakthrough in the team, I know he got he got a goal like what three minutes into his yeah. first game. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I think he can play as uh, you know an old fashioned center forward. He can hold the ball up well. He can obviously finish. He scores a lot of goals. Um, so I could see Novak starting in in the second leg. Um, I, I am interested to see though if there's going to be any any uh, tactical tweaks to Forge's game because I recall um, when they played that uh, Canadian Championship uh, I believe it was Canadian Championship game against uh, Cab Cavalry um, they played Kwame <laughs> as kind of a, a false nine and it was a, a bit of a different formation like the, the second leg that yeah, was, yeah that was the second was, leg and Borges that. was Borges was playing a little bit more central in that game too mm-hmm. um, so that was you know something something we hadn't seen before so i'm curious to see if he'll change his approach uh in in this game personally i i hope he doesn't like i'm a big fan of the way forge has been playing in recent weeks and i think they should stick stick to the identity that they've built um and keep it going because it's worked for them um but again like you have to you have to factor in like uh game by game situations and it'll be interesting to see what he does yeah and um i'm 
I think the same. You know, Novak starting up up top is not a fa- it, it is a fair shout. Uh, my bad, but um, especially with how the first leg went, it was such a physical and aggressive game. He's 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 that big body up front that will be able to you know take take those kinds of tackles and hits, and he's and he's able to hold his ground. Um, uh, really, really well up top, and he can be that uh, big body that Forge needs in the box on on corners and their uh, dangerous counterattacks. Yeah, fair enough. And you know, I'm, they've got. I mean, I I think with that said, though, Forge have been, um, despite Welshman's size, they've been able to they've been able to maintain on those set pieces. You know. Um, Sometimes Borges just wants to go for goal from the corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Scores so, when he yeah, wants. Yeah. With that said, um, having a big body presence there is uh, can be a factor. With that said, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Bobby wants to run with uh, with the new look lineup with Welshman gone now. All right. Yeah. Um... Do you guys have any score predictions going into that second leg? Score predictions. Um, I know we were we were talking about it over over in ours, um, but a one nil a one nil score wouldn't for Forge seems like it could be realistic, um, given the way that the first leg went. Um, both teams did have their fair opportunities, but ultimately. Both sides weren't able to convert on all of their all the opportunities that they were able to create. Um, one thing, one theme that we've noticed with Forge throughout um, this far is that they're really good at creating the opportunities. However, when it comes to executing, um, whether it be entering the 18 or going for for the shot on goal, they have uh, they've had some. Um, issues with that final decision making when going for goal um yeah a lot of a lot of missed opportunities through crosses that go over everyone's head um or um they're looking for like a trailing pass and they just miss that player um i think that you know it's a a one nil a one nil score for forge would definitely um it's i i don't think it's out of the question yeah, um, I I'm thinking the exact same as you. A one nil scoreline um, is very uh, is is realistic um, if they play the same way that they did in the first leg. You know, because if they go in with a different approach, because they already know how Antigua plays now. But if they go in with the same approach, I don't see why they can't come out uh, on top. Uh, I think. I think this game will have goals. Like to be honest, uh, Antigua is an attacking team, and we've seen already that they've got they can be dangerous from distance too. So I think, especially in in that atmosphere at home, like uh, they could cause Ford some trouble. Uh, if I had to predict the scoreline, I would say maybe maybe a two two, um, which will be enough to get uh, Forge over the line. But I think Antigua is gonna. Especially knowing the circumstance going into this game, they're they're gonna throw everything at it. Like they're normally an attacking team, but they're gonna they know that they have to score at least one goal. So I could see them pushing numbers up and 
than that, you know, giving space for fours to try to counter. Like, I know the, the con- conditions are going to be tough with the heat and the grass, but Forge has uh, plenty of pace up top, plenty of power. Um, so I could see there being, uh, you know, at least three, three or four goals in this game. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I think it, it, I don't see it being uh, an overly cagey game. Adding on to that, though, it would be interesting to see Forge play on the on the on on their heels really because they haven't really had to do that much lately especially um with the way that they've been playing since the fall season started they've really been they've been the ones that have been dictating the the attack in most of their games so yeah like Arya said it, it would be quite interesting to see how they respond um if if antigua are able to get control of the attack in the in this game very fair points. I can't. I can't argue with anything you guys said. <laughs> um, yeah, you see it, and you see it in like uh, a lot of, you know. I guess our team, uh, our league has the seven teams, but you see, like in international leagues, whenever like big teams uh, that are used to always attacking come up uh, against opposition that also have that same philosophy, they change their approach for that game because they know that when when if both teams go at it. Typically, the game the game opens up, and both teams will concede chances. And when it's just a one, you know, when it's just the one tie, and it's a knockout competition versus like a league game, um, you know, the result matters that much more. So uh, I don't know, like if if uh, Coach Bobby is going to make an adjustment for this one, or if he has some contingencies planned based on you know who scores the first goal or what you know uh, what minute of play they're in and how how the scenario changes, but. Uh, it's definitely something they're gonna have to think about because you know uh, it is 11 v 11 and it is the same sport, but uh, the games don't always go the same way, especially when the context is so unique to the situation. Yeah, very. Do you have anything to add on to that, or? I no, I think we've it. Yeah, it really just comes down to who sets the tone at the beginning. And if the other team can respond, um, yeah, and yeah, like 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 we've been saying, both teams like to be on the forefront of the attack, but ultimately that can't be the case. Only um, one team, only one team can have the ball exactly at a time. So yeah. there will be adjustments, even if it's not in terms of general uh, for approach to a whole half or a whole game. There will be phases of play where Forge will not have the ball. There will be phases of play where Antigua has to defend. So it's who can adapt to that scenario, which goes against their regular playing philosophy, that will, I think will determine who gets the better, who gets the result they need in this fixture. Yeah, uh, going off that, I think whoever whoever sets the tone first will have more of the advantage in the game. In my opinion, I think whoever comes out wanting it more in the first half we'll we'll have more of a um control over the game but uh anyways i want to hear your guys thoughts on the refereeing refereeing in the first leg i just wanted what 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 did you guys personally think with how uh how the refs were well Look, I, I never like to criticize referees because it is a difficult job, uh, and I I don't know like 
there were some decisions that definitely raised eyebrows. Like I'm pointing to the Emery Welshman penalty appeal in the last last you know in stoppage time of the first half. Um, there was a couple of fouls where you know you think it's gonna go Forge's way, but it ends up going the other way. And you know, I mean, live you can only see it once. So sometimes I even question like like I'm like are, are, was he sure? Like I, I don't know if that's what I saw. So there was there was a few instances where I would say I was in disagreement with the referee, but. I don't know if there was any particular, if aside from the penalty appeal, like I think in the second half it was less about the referee and more about the teams. Uh, in the first half it was a little bit, you know, uh, I think there there were a few instances where I would say maybe the referee made the wrong call, but I think that's that's where you got to give credit to Forge because they didn't they didn't cry about it. They kind of got on with what they needed to do, and. You know, I think the referee was a non-factor in the second half. Well, that's that's my personal opinion. Yeah, um, I I don't really. I'm on the same page as you. Like re- refereeing is a is a very hard, very hard job, and 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 also line linesmen too. But the uh, what I can say is that the battalion was not the ref's friend throughout that game that's that's all <laughs> i'm gonna that say loud and clear, yes. <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> um, yeah which decisions which decisions were you guys particularly aggrieved about like um oh you, definitely that definitely us? that penalty non-call because that was mm, that was right in front of, you guys. Right in front yeah. of us the referee was right there um i have no doubt that that ref heard every word that we said <laughs> good and bad um yeah. There, there was, there was, a bunch of calls where, it, it was, it was a physical fifty-fifty, and, it, it, should have gone, in our way, and it rather just wasn't called and left alone, or, it went to Antigua, more often than not, and that, you know, like in the in the supporter section, that's that's gonna, uh, you know, go about way more or uh, hit us way harder because, you know, we're, we're the ones standing and chanting and, and raving throughout the entire 90. Um, but other than that one penalty call, there wasn't really uh, another huge, huge call that what that should have been called or not called. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it's a buildup of, of other minor things that, you know, builds up the frustration. Um, for the supporters, and we could definitely see where you're coming from with that. Even the, just even watching the players' reactions, you know. And, and, I, and I think uh, Bobby was shown a, a yellow card yeah, as was. well. Oh, was he? I <laughs> didn't I even realize that. Coaches, coaches can get booked too now. It wasn't a thing before. Usually, it was a verbal warning, and then you get tossed from the game. But now, like referees are actually going to show the yellow card to the coaches. I didn't um, even that... know that. Yeah, so I think I don't know if that's a new change or, but I know for a fact, like in the past, I know at a certain point it wasn't a thing, but but now, yeah, coaches can also pick up yellow cards, and I think Bobby did get one at the same time for that Welshman uh, that Welshman appeal during during the end of the first half, if I remember correctly. Huh. Maybe that's probably the they added that rule when um because the Canadian Premier League is I think one one of the first leagues to introduce that new goal kick rule that they don't have to be yeah. outside the box. Yeah. So I guess I guess that was added when they added that too. Huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I guess to be fair, like the Canadian Premier League is setting its own standards, its own identity, and when you have a new competition like CONCACAF that's been around for a while, their refereeing standards or what maybe, you know, there are some fouls that wouldn't be let go in the Canadian Premier League but are let go here or I don't know. Like I, I can't speak to anything specific, but uh, you see it like across competitions that games are refereed differently. Um, so I don't know if that was also a part of it in terms of Forge's expectations or the players' expectations of what should and shouldn't be called. Um, but it's just one of those. It's one of those intangibles that you know teams will have to always adapt to. Like the referee is never going to be entire. Like sure, you can influence the referee a little bit here and there, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be something that's largely outside of your control. And it's how you. Uh, cope with that is going to determine your success and Forge like I said would you agree like in the second in the second half the referee was pretty much a non-factor like Forge kind of took control of the game right from the beginning and and uh, you know they came out with the positive result oh yeah definitely um, yeah it, it it was more so in the, in the first half that the ref had s- that much of an impact you know um, I agree with what you're saying in the second half he, he really wasn't that um, he was a non-factor. It was it was really up to the two teams on the field to how it was going to go down, and um, you know, fortunately for us as Forge supporters, Forge came back came back from one nil down, and um, went out with it with a with a W. So and let's see let's see if we'll have any complaints about uh, the second leg. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, with that being said, with um, with the result from the first leg, that two-one win, the very you know rough physical game, us getting the the last-minute goal, should Forge focus more on the Concacaf League, or should they wait to see how the second late second leg goes first, or what? What is your opinion? Because there's whole lot of talk before the first leg if they should focus on the CONCACAF league or just kind of push it aside and focus more on the fall season or vice versa or what's what's your opinion on that i mean the good thing about this the the scheduling of it all um now is that force don't play another league game until after um the second leg correct yeah. um, is complete um so i mean They've had this whole week just dedicated to the CONCACAF competition. Um, with that said, just looking at the table for the Canadian Premier League, they definitely should not let this opportunity and um, where they're at on the table slip away. Um, the Cavs are... They're, they're tied with Cavs. I know Cavs have one game in hand. But uh, York 9 are right there, um, right behind with nine points. And... They, yeah, it's 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 an opportunity that, you know, as as more teams are introduced into the league in the future, um, you know, there's, it's not certain that that Forge will remain up top um, as the league be- the competitive balance in the league becomes, um, you know, it becomes more and more apparent. Um, that said, though, the scheduling of the Canadian Premier League allows Forge to just focus on the second leg, and I guess. Depending on the results, I mean, they can't really... They're gone from the competition if they don't win. So, ultimately, it's, the scheduling is really beneficial um, in that situation. Um, but, dep- 
depending on the second result, we can definitely see where Forge heads from there. Yeah, and look, like this is this is the first stage for Forge in in this Concacaf League, and they are still technically in the preliminary round of like uh, qualification, right? So I think definitely for this for this fixture, like this this tie, um, you know, the scheduling allowed for them to focus just on it. But let's say they advance. Let's say they eliminate Antigua. Um, then it will be a matter of you know they gotta they gotta manage because they can't. They can't, they can't like ignore the Canadian Premier League. Like that's the frontier uh, competition for them. I mean, it's good that they have that little bit of breathing room in terms of they've separated from the teams lower in the table and they had a good um, spring season. And you know, but they, they're definitely gonna wanna wanna win, wanna win this fall season because let's say they finish second in 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 the fall and Cavalry finish first, they're gonna qualify for that for that final having finished second. So that's not a circumstance they want to enter that historic game. You know, they don't want to enter that historic game with that being the circumstance. You know, they want to come in as fall champion. Um, so I definitely think they're going to, they're not, they're going to prioritize the league. Um, but that said, like you want to get as far as you can into this CONCACAF competition because you're going to be playing teams that you otherwise won't play going to get an experience like the players are going to get an experience they're not going to get in the canadian premier league and again i guess one other thing that is um i guess we don't really know too much about is how much is uh you know the financial uh compensation for advancing in this competition like i know in in other continents the further you advance in a cup competition you get you know the clubs gain good profit from it and uh they can reinvest that in their squad so i don't know what the numbers are like for concaf but i I'm sure, like anything added to Forge's budget and Forge as a, as an investment is going to be beneficial for them. So it's 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 really going to be a matter of you know how much what do they stand to gain aside from the experience in terms of advancing advancing in the Concacaf League. But uh, again, you don't want to enter that you don't want to enter that that final having finished second twice. You know what I mean? That's like I don't, I don't think anybody wants that. Yeah, very very true. Um, that that basically some uh, wraps wraps it up. Um, if you guys could, uh, um, maybe if you want to plug yourselves, <laughs> tell tell my. Well, let me ask you, Ryan. Like, what if you if you had to pick one as a fan, like to see your team go through? Like, let's say Forge goes all the way in 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 this Concacaf League, but they kind of tank the fall season. Would you rather oh, um, have that or have them, you know, lose to Antigua but have a very strong? <laughs> I know you have to pick like one poison, but which which one would you pick? I'd pick the fall season, hundred percent. I to, think to win the fall season. Yeah, because winning, you you already said this. Winning the fall season puts us it going to that championship game, finishing first instead of finishing second twice. You know, mm-hmm. and no one wants to go into that finishing second twice. Um. I think going into a the inaugural championship game and you know even possibly coming out as victors I think the inaugural champion of the Canadian Premier League is more important um right now than the moving on to the second round of the CONCACAF League so that's that's no, I would agree I would agree because this is you know first year league exactly you really spent yourself in history whereas CONCACAF is a competition that's been around and you're gonna get another opportunity to compete 
moving forward. So, yes, you're you're uh, gonna have you you're gonna have more chances to qualify for the Concacaf League, and as your team grows, be able to go further in the competition. But there's only there's only going to be one inaugural champion of the Canadian Premier League. Absolutely, yeah. It's just it's the it's the legacy part of it. Exactly. And then you, know, you go into the second you go into second year as defending champs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Um, if you guys want to add anything to what, but uh, uh, no. So yeah, we can share our social media. Yeah, go um, right ahead. You can follow us on Twitter at Forges Board. Um, we have our own podcast, which Ryan will actually be featured on in our next um our next podcast coming out. Um, also about the Concacaf League. Um, yeah, you reach out to us on Twitter. Send us a DM. Tell us you like us. Tell us you don't like us. No, yeah. we're, we're open. We're always open open to talk to more uh, Campiel fans, hear their perspective. Um, and yeah, like uh, anything CPL related, uh, feel free to reach out. All right, awesome. Yeah, that uh, that wraps it up. So uh, thank you guys for finally coming on to uh, my pod. Um, it, was, it was great having you. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Thanks, Ryan. I enjoyed it. All right, uh, until next time, I'll see you guys later.